God was leading his people from slavery in Egypt to the promised land. As he did, he was promising them the blessings of the land and instructing them on their duty to commit genocide, to wipe out the nations that were occupying the land. He sometimes explained this as his judgment on those nations for their paganism and idolatry. Other times he explained that this would be necessary to preserve his people from paganism and idolatry themselves. Any way you slice it, this has to be something that makes even Christians uncomfortable with the Old Testament. Who can be comfortable with genocide? Israel certainly wasn't. They failed in their duty, did not rid the land of paganism and idolatry, and faced a thousand years more of the consequences. Sihon, king of the Amorites, was one of the pagan idolaters that God planned to judge and whose people needed to be removed. And they were. Israel succeeded. Sihon gathered his army against Israel as they were on their way through his territory, and Israel defeated them, not leaving a single survivor. Sihon gets remembered with Og, king of Bashan, as one of the victories with which God brought his people home and kept his promises. But the heart uncomfortable with genocide, which again should be all of us, says, Why? Why celebrate the destruction of people no better or worse than God's people? Why destroy people who would then face eternal destruction for the idolatry and paganism for which they are being destroyed? Why isn't there a better way? What kind of God does that? I have to give credit to an atheist that I recently spoke with for helping me see something like Sihon's perspective, judged by God for sins he couldn't have known were wrong and then killed in a battle that he waged in defense of his people and probably condemned to hell. Why didn't God do more to save him? Why was God so comfortable with Sihon's death? And what kind of people worship a God like that? Except that's not Sihon's perspective. Not anymore. Never mind the faithless assumptions that go into this atheistic criticism of the God they don't believe in. Never mind the fact that Sihon was always going to die and that God found a way to make his death useful for his people, if not for Sihon himself. Never mind that God is as comfortable with death as we are, which is to say, not at all. Never mind that it is not logically or theologically possible to blame God for the punishment we've earned for ourselves. Never mind all that. Never mind trying to think like God instead of assuming God thinks like us. Instead, think like Sihon. Like Sihon now. If, in fact, he is in hell, don't imagine him railing against God and blaming God for his eternal predicament, but imagine him finally understanding the truth that God did everything to save him, that God gave him a life he did not deserve, that that life that God gave him was in such proximity to the people who know God and from whom he might have learned that those people marched right into his land and his reaction was to go to war 
knowing that he would, God planned on it and around it and found glory for himself in it because that's what God does. God will get his glory. And because of Sihon's rejection and unbelief, Sihon forced God to get his glory through Sihon's rejection rather than through his conversion. And God would have so much preferred that. God would have loved it. God absolutely does love it when his glory is seen in his forgiving love rather than in his avenging wrath. But he'll get glory either way. And while his forgiving love can only be ours because he gives it to us, God's avenging wrath will only be ours if we demand it from him. Sihon knows that now all too well. I don't know. Maybe he still blames God. Maybe he's still wrong. Maybe his perspective still hasn't changed. Or maybe it has, and that is part of the agony. That it could have been different. And that the only reason it's not is his own fault. I'm not comfortable with genocide. Neither is God. But his glory will not be denied whether we in pride bring his wrath down on our heads or we in humility see that his wrath has already been pacified for us by Jesus. Pride demands that God act like us and so it can only find a God who is petty and vain and violent and mean. Humility sees God for who he is and finds that there is mercy for all. Only one of those perspectives is right. And do you really think it's the one where we tell God what's right? Logically and theologically, doesn't it have to be the one where God makes right of our wrong? Whether we'll see it or not. You and I are dust and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a pastor at Bethel Lutheran Church in Menasha, Wisconsin, member of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shawey, who is like a choice vine of sound and reliable stock. Keep in touch. Reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook at Dustin Breath Pod or send an email to DustinBreathPod at gmail.com. Or you could write us a review, recommend a episode to somebody else. That's the only way other people find out about the show. Now go do what God called you to do. Be who God made you to be. See what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son. <laughs>